Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Intefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Who is the Holy Spirit? Amen. Who is the Holy Spirit? Yesterday, I introduced you to the Holy Spirit, who unfortunately is a forgotten helper to most of us. But how many of you are not going to forget the Holy Spirit anymore in your lives? Hallelujah. We realized yesterday that Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit to us as our helper. He said in John chapter 14, from verse 15, he said, If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will pray to the Father, and he will send you another comforter. The word comforter, one of the greatest uh, meanings of the word comforter is the word helper. And Jesus qualified the word comforter with the word another. He said, I will send you another helper. He himself had been on earth with them and had helped them. But now that he was going, he knew that they could not survive. They could not continue as believers. They could not do the work of the ministry that he had assigned to them without a helper just like himself. So he said, when I go, I will send you another helper. Hallelujah. And we realize that on the day of Pentecost, whilst the 120 disciples were waiting in the upper room, the Holy Spirit came. And since that day, He has not left. The Holy Spirit is with us in the church, with us believers. Helping us. Amen. But there is a big confusion as to who this Holy Spirit is. I have been asked many times, Bishop, who is the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit some form of wind moving around? Is the Holy Spirit some form of feeling? Is it some form of a bird, an influence, a wind? Some form of a power moving, you know, in the atmosphere. Alright? I've had many people describe the Holy Spirit in 
even very laughable notes. So it is important for us to know who exactly is the Holy Spirit. Before we can benefit from His gifts, before we can benefit from His help, before we can benefit from His power, it is important for us to know who the Holy Spirit is. Can I have an amen? Now, to help us answer the question, who is the Holy Spirit? We must understand some basic things about the God that we are serving. Hallelujah. Now, in Christianity, in Christianity, we don't serve three different types of gods. The God that we serve is one God. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, the scripture says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, he is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, he is one Lord. So, we serve one God. Our God is one God, but he's three in one. He's a three-union God. That is why we speak about the Holy Trinity. Our God is one, but He has three distinct personalities. Hallelujah. Our God is God the Father. He is God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit. God the Father is God. God the Son is God. And God the Holy Spirit is God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's quickly look at some of the scriptures. Matthew chapter 28. Alright. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We are seeing the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, the same God. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Once again, you are seeing God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. First John five seven. First John five seven. For there are three that bear record in heaven: the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Hallelujah. All right. So take notes. We have the Father and the Word. Who is the Word? The Word is Jesus Christ. John one one. All right. In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God. So Jesus is the way. So there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And take note that the Bible says, And these three are one. So whether you talk about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, we are talking about 
one and the same God that we serve. Now, many of us are very comfortable about the Father. We accept the Father as God. We accept the Son as God. But we don't really, you know, understand who the Holy Spirit is. But the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Holy Trinity. And he is as God as the Son and as God as the Father. Now let me show it to you in this way. When you take when you take um, water, alright? When you take water, this is water. When you ask the scientists, the scientists will give you a real chemical composition of this water, which is made up of two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen. That is what makes water. So water, you know, in whatever form you found it, the nature is the same. Now, water exists, as we know, in three different uh, forms. Hallelujah. What I'm holding here is called liquid water because it flows. It flows. This is liquid water. This same water, if we put it in the freezer and we allow it to freeze, it will move on the liquid state and it will become very hard and we call it iced water. But ice water is still water. But in terms of its nature, it is different because ice is solid. But even though it is solid, it is still water. Hallelujah. And this same water, if we put it in a bowl and apply it to it, over time, it will evaporate. The whole water will become gas. But the vapor is still water. So look, look at it. So, so, so water, whether it is liquid, whether it is ice, whether it is vapor, is still one and the same water. In the same way God, whether he's the Father, whether he's the Son, whether he's the Holy Ghost, he is still one and the Holy God. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you understand that? But even though, listen to this, even though water, alright, even though water, um, is the same as liquid, as ice, as vapor, in terms of what you use it for, there are some differences. For example, if you were very, very thirsty and you wanted to quench your thirst, you will not go for vapor. It will take a long time for vapor to quench your thirst. Hallelujah. If you really wanted to test, to, you know, quench your test, you go for water more quickly as liquid water, and especially as ice water. If you wanted to wash your dirty clothing, alright, you wouldn't go for ice water. You can use it, but it will take a long time. Hallelujah. So, you see that Depending on 
what you want to use water for, you may prefer to use it in the liquid state or in the solid state or in the vapor state. In the same way, even though the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is the same God, in terms of what they do, there are differences. The Father is the commander in chief. He is the one that gives the commands. The Son is the implementer of the commands of the Father. The Holy Ghost is the power, is the power that brings about the, the church. Hallelujah. So watch this. In John chapter 5, Jesus goes to the pool of the Tesla where there are a lot of sick people. Alright? And the Father signals to the Son to heal only one person. Because in John chapter 5 verse 17, Jesus said, The Son can of his own do nothing except that which he seeth the Father doing. So when he arrived at the pool of the Tesla, Jesus was given the command by the Father to heal only one person. And Jesus approached the man who had been there for about 38 years, alright, and commanded him to rise. Under the command of Jesus, the Holy Spirit now went into the lame legs of the man and effected the healing. So you can see the Father giving the commandment, you can see Jesus implementing, but the power that brought about the miracle was the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the power, alright, of God, who is with us today. And yesterday I showed you that for 30 good years, Jesus himself did not attend ministry until he had received the power of the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that you have an encounter with the power of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit empower you in your life. Can I have an amen? So the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Holy Trinity. And the Holy Spirit is the power. Is the power. Is the power of God. Hallelujah. Now, now, it is important for us to understand that the Holy Spirit is a divine person. The Holy Spirit is a divine person. Look at the promise of Jesus in John chapter 14 and verse 17. Let's look at it again. John chapter 14 and verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seared him not. Watch it. It seared him. Him. We use him to refer to a person. Jesus said, because it seared him not. Neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So Jesus was promising a person. Look at the right hand. Say the Holy Spirit 
is a divine person in my life. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is, is not some form wind that is blowing around. When you come to church and you see you know, a little, you know, you begin to tremble, that is the effect of the Holy Spirit. That is the power. That is the presence. That is the influence of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit himself is a person. He's a divine person. Now somebody will say, if it's a person, why is his nose? And why is his mouth? I can see Reverend Charlie's head. So why is the Holy Spirit's head? Now watch this. The Holy Spirit is a, is a person, therefore he doesn't have a body. He's a spirit. He's a spirit, so he does not have a body. And listen to me. It is not your body that makes you a person. Your personality is not defined by your body. Your personality is defined by your will, your emotions, and your intellect. That's what defines your personality. Hallelujah. A personality is defined by the will, by the intellect, and by the emotions. And the Holy Spirit has all this. Amen. This is the difficulty we have. This is the reason why we cannot depend on the Holy Spirit. Because, because we don't see Him. He's, he's not near to us. But I came to tell you that the Holy Spirit is as near as the Father. He's as near as the Son. And, and it is very important for us as believers, if we are going to be victorious in our lives, if we are going to walk in the power of God, it is very important for us to relate with the Holy Spirit as a person. Hallelujah. This is a real person in your life. Jesus said, He will be with you. Listen to me. Listen to me. If you are a Christian in your life, by your side, and I pray that you understand it, by your side, on 24 hour basis, is a divine person that has been sent into your life to help you, to assist you, to support you, to be your aid. To be your succor, to be your helper, to be your advocate, to be your assistant. There is a real person, and that person is called the Holy Spirit. Amen? He's with us. Ever since you became a child of God, the Holy Spirit came to be with you. Jesus said, He will be with you. He will be in you. And starting from tomorrow, in the morning, I will explain that He also comes to be upon you. And that is His power. But He's with you. Never forget, 
what God is showing you. When you walk out tomorrow and you enter your office, the Holy Spirit is there with you. Okay. He's there with you. When you sit at your table and you are taking a decision, the Holy Spirit is there to teach you. Jesus said, when He comes, He will teach you all things. When you are, you are confused and you don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit is there to guide you. Jesus said, He will guide you. He will guide you. There is a person. Today, I am introducing to you the most important person in your life. He is not your husband. The most important person is not your wife. It's not your teacher. It's not your pastor. It's not a president of the land. The most important person in your life is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We cannot begin to talk about his gifts. We cannot begin to talk about his power. We cannot begin to talk about his acts in our lives without knowing that he is there. That he is there. He is there. He is there. A real person. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is, 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 not, is not an object. He's not a chair. He's not a wind. He's not a certain type of force. The Holy Spirit is a real divine person. Hallelujah. Now, watch this. I hear you go home. How many of you are here? Very good. Now listen to what I'm going to say very carefully. Because a lot of things are going to change in your mind and in your heart right now. Where is God the Father? And where is God the Son? And where is God the Holy Spirit? You see, if you are able to understand that from today, you are going to begin to walk with the Holy Spirit in a real way. And the, and the Holy Spirit is going to become a real person to your life. Where is God the Father? God the Father is seated in heaven on his throne. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. The Father is in heaven. Lift up your right hand. Say, God the Father is in heaven. Yes, he's seated on his throne. In Revelations, we are told about the 24 elders. And we are told about the multitudes of angels who continuously bow down and worship him. And they say, Amen and Amen. All glory, all power, all honor, all wisdom belongs to our God. Hallelujah. Now, where is God the Son? Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? 
Jesus. Where is the Son right now? Where is He? Where is He? Wow. Acts chapter 2, verse 33. Acts chapter 2. Let's allow the scriptures to speak for themselves. Amen. Acts chapter 2 and verse 33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted. Talking about Jesus. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted. And having received of the, of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shared forth this, which you now see and hear. Where is Jesus? Jesus is sitting by the right hand of God in heaven. In heaven. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. From verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his son, this is talking about Jesus, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Where is God the Son? God the Son is seated in heaven at the right hand of God the Father. Are we here? Are we here? God the Father is seated on the throne in heaven. God the Son is seated on the right hand of the Father in heaven. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, seeing that we also are encompassed above, but so great a crowd of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, who is the altar and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despite the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So why is Jesus? So why is Jesus? Why is Jesus? Jesus, God the Son, right now, as I'm speaking to you, alright, is not on earth. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father. Wow. Listen to this. Listen to this. So who is on earth today? Who is the one who is on earth? The Father is in heaven. The Son is in heaven. So who is with us on earth? Jesus, and when I go, I'll pray to the Father and He will send you another comforter who will come and be with you. Brothers and sisters, I came to submit to you that the Father is in heaven, seated on His throne. The Son is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. It is the Holy Spirit today. Who is with us on earth? Wow. How many of you can understand that? Me? Now, I'm give you another scripture. Why is Stephen? Stephen was one of the seven deacons that was appointed 
to look after the affairs of the early church. And in his defense of the gospel, he was arrested and stoned to death. Now look at Acts chapter 7 from verse 54. 54 and 55. Just before Stephen died, he saw something. Watch it very carefully. You see, we should allow the scriptures to speak for themselves. Amen. When they heard these things, they were cut to the, to the heart and they gnashed on him of their feet. Verse 54. Now watch. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Now, as, as, as they were about to execute him, seeing lifted up his eyes, the heavens were open, he saw God. And he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Where was the Holy Spirit? But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit was right with him on earth. The Holy Spirit was right with him on earth. The Father was in heaven. The Son was standing by the, by the Father. The Holy Spirit was with him. Now this is your mistake. Let me show you your mistake. Come, the two of you come. This is your mistake. <laughs> now, sit here. This is the Holy Spirit that has been sent into your life. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I'm going to send you a helper. You are a Christian. This is a Christian brother. It is time for him to get married. He's looking for a good Christian sister to marry. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, John chapter 16 verse 13, even the Spirit of truth, when he comes, he will guide you with all truth. He will guide you. But what, what, is, what, what is guidance? Show you. This is, this, this is right. This one is not right. Choose this one. Don't choose this one. Take this one. Don't take this one. He said, John chapter 14 and verse 20 says, he will teach you all things. He will teach you about life. He will teach you. Jesus said, He will show you things to come. Everything about your life. What to do, where to go, what to say, what to learn, what to do in ministry, pastor, everything. Alright? The Holy Spirit has been sent as a helper. But this is a mistake. Because we don't know Him. Alright? He, he doesn't know Him. He has been a Christian for 10 years. He doesn't know that the Holy Spirit is with Him. So when he meets a wife, he kneels down and begins to look up and he's praying to Jesus. Pray to Jesus. Oh Jesus, please bless me with a wife. Oh Jesus, please make a way. Oh Jesus. He's praying to the Father. He's praying to Jesus. And Jesus is in heaven and he said, What is wrong with you? What is wrong? What is wrong with him? What is wrong with him? What is wrong with him? You need a wife. What, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? A wife. A wife. You need a wife. Yeah, yeah. This one. This is the Holy Spirit. You hold the hand, hold the son, and lead him. Lead him to a good life. Choose this one. Choose this one. Choose this one. Choose this one. Are you?
If he's a person, then you must relate with him. How do you do that? As a Christian. You see, that is what he has not learned to do. That is why he has so much frustration. All that he needs to do is to come to the Holy Spirit and relate with him and talk with him about the ministry and ask him the questions. Now, recently, I was in the presence of the Lord. I've been in the presence of the Lord for a long time, for days, and I've not heard anything. And I remember from time to time, I said, Lord, I've been here, and you have not spoken. And he didn't speak. He did not speak. I was there for several days, morning, evening, morning, evening, morning, evening, alone, praying. He did not say anything. So I left. <laughs> I left. It was in the morning. I arrived at my destination where I parked my car. Bishop. And when I put off the engine, he started speaking. He started speaking. He started speaking. And I took my iPad. And I wrote down. He said three things. Three or four things. I wrote number one, number two, number three, number four. Because he's a real person. He's a person. Pastors, when you begin to relate with him as a person in your life, and you go to him, and you seek counsel, you seek advice, you seek instruction, you seek direction, he will remove all the confusion. He will guide you. He will show you where to go. He will show you. But it says, because we don't know him, and that, that so is a tragedy. Because we don't know him, we rise up and we take our own decisions. We go to where we want to go. When a Christian sister is choosing a Christian brother, she chooses by the height and the weight and the size of the pocket. The size of the pocket. But listen, an experienced prophet, Samuel, was sent to the house of Jesse to select a king. God said, Take a horn of oil, go to the house of Jesse, and anoint for me a king to take the place of Saul. When he when he arrived, he lined up all the sons of Jesse. And they were in the army. Elia, Shammah, Abednego. These were guys with structure. So immediately he saw, alright, immediately he saw Elia. He said, Is it not the Lord's anointing? And he was about to admit the Lord said no. The Lord said no. First of all, chapter 16, verse 7, put it there. The Lord said no. But go back, go back to uh, verse 6. And it came to pass, when they, they were come, 
that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord anointed is before him. Verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature. Sister, don't look at the height. Don't look at the height before you are set. Don't look at the type of car. Don't look at the English language coming from his mouth. Don't look at his show. Don't. Don't. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He's your guy. He's your teacher. Spirit. We are not guided by the Spirit. 
You are a Christian businessman. Why are you doing the business that you are doing? Who guided you? Who directed you? In Papa Hagen's, one of his books, he spoke about a businessman in his church. And he said, for as long as he knew that businessman, that, that businessman never made a wrong business decision. He never entered into a bad business contract. Because Mark said, every time I had to go into a contract, I went to seek the face of the law. I went to seek the face of the law. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. He's a person. Now, what makes the Holy Spirit a person? Number one, he has knowledge. He has knowledge. First Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 9. The Holy Spirit is a person because he has knowledge. First Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor yet heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us. By his spirit. For the, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit is a person because he has knowledge. Number two, the Holy Spirit is a person because he has a will. A will. He has ability to decide. To think and to take decisions. He has a will. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 11. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 11. But all this wicked, that one and the self-same spirit, divided to every man severally as he will. As his will. So when he comes into the church, by his own will, he allows some people to be apostles. He allows some people to be prophets. By his own will, he allows some people to be evangelists. Don't force yourself to become what God has not chosen you to be. Now, now, this is just every person is trying to become a prophet. You don't become a prophet. God makes you a prophet by his spirit. When the spices in the anointing, you see the anointing is made up of spices, may, sweet calamus, and things like that, cinnamon. And each spice makes you something different. So for you, when the spice came upon on, on, on my brother, he, he God raised him up as an apostle. You don't force yourself. Jesus said to Peter and Andrew, follow me and I will make. I will make. That is why there's a lot of confusion in our churches. Pastors are trying to make themselves things. Yeah. Don't make yourself anything. Let God lead you. Let God guide you. Let God show you what He wants you to know. The Holy Spirit is a person because He has a will. Number three, He's a person because He speaks. The Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you heard a dog speaking? Or a goat speaking? Or a horse speaking? Or a house speaking? 
the prism of humanity, human beings, persons, persons. And all throughout the scriptures, you see the Holy Spirit speaking. May He speak to you in the name of Jesus. I said, may He speak to you in the name of Jesus. He speaks. He spoke to the prophet in Acts chapter 13. Look at Acts chapter 13. When they were waiting upon God. Hmm? Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius. Continue. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas, and Saul for the work whereof to have called them. The Holy Ghost said, he spoke. If you allow him, if you allow him, he will speak to you. Yeah. He will speak to you. Yeah. Last night, Bishop Lager and myself were sharing one of the greatest testimonies of my life. When I took over, you know, the church, and at the point the church was just finishing. And in the testament, I share about the Holy Spirit speaking to me specifically about what to do. He spoke. This is this about September, October 2008. He spoke and said, Do this! Listen, the Holy Spirit would like to speak to you about anything in your life, your education, your ministry, your travels. The decisions about relationships. The Holy Spirit is there to actively be involved in your life. He's a person. He's not rude. He's not an inanimate object. He is a divine person in your life. And one of the things that he does is he speaks. May the Holy Spirit speak to you. I said may the Holy Spirit speak to you. May you hear the voice of the Spirit. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7, the Bible said that let him that hath appeared hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The Holy Spirit is teaching us, pastors, bishops, he's teaching us. Let him that hath an ear hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He's speaking in our churches, but he says, we don't hear. Because we, we are wise. No, we, we, are, we, we know the work. You know the way. I was telling Bishop Johnny this afternoon. One time I was in the presence of the Lord, and the Lord told me, You don't know the ministry. I know the ministry. I will teach you. Yeah. May He speak to you. May He speak to you. He's a real person in your life. He's a real person. Amen? What makes the Holy Spirit a person? Because he laughs. The Holy Spirit laughs. Romans chapter 15 and verse 30. Romans chapter 15 and verse 30. The Holy Spirit laughs. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your, in your prayers to God for me. So the Holy Spirit laughs. 
It is the Holy Spirit that can give us love for the sinners of this world. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, the Bible says that, and, and love maketh not ashamed. Look at it. And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. How? By the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. If you are here, you can't love your husband again. You can't love your children again. You can't love your wife again because of some things that you have gone through. What you need to do is to ask the Holy Spirit to give you love. Sometimes there are people who are difficult. It's almost impossible to love them. But the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. The presence of the Holy Spirit is the source of the love of God in our hearts. You can love your husband again. You can love your children again. People will hurt you. Do you understand it? Sometimes even after they have apologized, you still cannot love them again. But the Holy Spirit can fill your heart. May the Holy Spirit fill your heart with love. May He heal you of all hurts and offenses. May He take away from you the sorrow of your life. Can I have an amen? May you receive the garment of praise. Beautiful ashes. Receive the oil for gladness in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the joy of God fill your heart. Let the joy of God fill your marriage. Let the joy of God fill your ministry. In the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Anything that has put you down. May the Holy Spirit revive your spirit. Find the spirit of depression and of anxiety in your life in the name of Jesus. May the Holy Spirit flood your heart and your mind with the genuine love of God. Clap your hands for Jesus, somebody. Hallelujah. Why is the Holy Spirit a person? He's a person because he has a mind. He has a mind so he can think. Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. The Holy Spirit has a mind. Hallelujah. Huh? He has a mind. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. I see that. The Spirit has a mind. Yeah. When you, when you learn to work with Him, the Holy Spirit, when you learn to work with Him as a believer, He will infuse your mind with His mind. Listen, how many of you know that we don't understand much? We don't understand much. Our understanding is limited. We can't see. We are walking in a dark world. Pastors, look, we can't see. We don't know the ministry. We don't understand the ministry. We are frustrated. Things are happening in the church and we don't understand it. But watch this. Almost three quarters of the Spirit's influence is on the mind. Yeah. I'll show it to you. Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. Thank you, brother. Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. Watch this. 
You can take it from verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now watch the different aspect of the Spirit of the Lord. Number one, the Spirit of Wisdom. Wisdom, watch this. Wisdom helps you to know what to do. When you have wisdom, you know what to do. May the Holy Spirit show you what to do in your life. May the Holy Spirit show you what you need to do. Hey, many of us are confused. We are confused. But I told you, that is why the Holy Spirit is with you. To give you wisdom. To give you wisdom. To give you wisdom. I was telling you yesterday about a recent decision that I wanted to take about my church. And I waited on him until he gave me wisdom. Many times I've done things in ministry and I asked myself, how come I did not do this thing earlier? And I realized that that time he had not given me that wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom affects your mind. Not only is it the spirit of wisdom, it's also the spirit of understanding. Understanding helps you to answer the question, how? How is it done? How is it done? How is it done? How is it done? Maybe the reason why your marriage is not working is because you don't have understanding. Yeah. One of the things that a married woman must understand is the spirit of acceptance. And a married man must understand is the spirit of acceptance. Just accept what you have. That's all. But you see, most times, God has given you a wife, God has given you a husband, but your eye is on something else. Just, just accept what you have. Just accept what you have. What you have is made up of bad and good. Enjoy the good and endure the bad. Now, don't, don't say to yourself, if I rather had this. Now, that one is because you have not gone close. But when you go very close, you realize that it's also made up of good and bad. Uh, brother, stop looking at somebody's wife. Don't, don't tell yourself, I, I wish I'd chosen this one. No, after check, go and ask the brother, how is she? She will say, Can I have yours? Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? Are you giving the Lord a shout of victory? Understand, go back to the scripture. So, in the spirit of the Lord, in the spirit of wisdom, in the spirit of understanding, watch this. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of counsel. Counsel talks about advice. Advice. 
The Holy Spirit is in your life to give you advice. Yeah. Sometimes God gives you a man of God to advise you. That is the influence of the Spirit. Sometimes it's a book that you read. Sometimes it's a message that you hear. Sometimes it's a scripture that is revealed to you. God is advising you. The Bible said that with good advice, make war. With good advice, make war. The scripture says, when there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, they shift. Many Christians go about without advice. The place you are seeking your advice from is from the newspapers. A Christian is not advised from the newspaper. You have a superior power in your life. You have a superior power. Paul wanted to go and preach in Bethlehem. The Holy Spirit said no. Messiah. The Holy Spirit said no. Phrygia. The Holy Spirit said no. None of these places are good. Why should we go? Advice. Go to Macedonia. But you see, we wake up like unbelievers. We are going. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where? You go to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Where should I go? What business should I do? What must I do? He will guide you. Jesus said, He will guide you. He will guide you. He will advise you. That is why I took my time to establish for you the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person in your life. The Father loves you. He's in heaven. The Son loves you. His grace is upon you. He's seated at the right hand. Alright? And the Holy Spirit has been sent to you on day to day basis. It is like the running of a company. Thank you. Any big company is run by what we call board of directors. Board of directors. So, the father, the son, the Holy Spirit, they are the board of directors. But one of the board of directors is called the managing director. The managing director sees the day to day running of the company. So the father is a board chairman. The son is a board member. The Holy Spirit in your life is the managing director that is supposed to manage your life. Manage your life. Manage your life from day to day. He is the one who is supposed to manage your life. The testimony of a Christian sister. She was standing at a bus terminal waiting for a public transport bus. Did we have things like that here? Yeah. She, she was standing there. She was a Christian. Remember? The Holy Spirit was in her. The Holy Spirit was with her. Look at the right hand. So the Holy Spirit is with me. The Holy Spirit is in me. Say, welcome Holy Spirit. You are my helper. So as 
the sister was standing, the Holy Spirit was with her. Together with other people. Then suddenly, listen to this. The Holy Spirit said to her, leave where you are standing. I'm talking about advice. Leave where you are standing. So the lady, the Christian sister just left. Not long after she left. An articulated track that was on the main road veered off and came to where they were standing, crashed all the people and killed them. But before it happened, the Holy Spirit gave advice. Listen, some of the mistakes you have made in your life is because you are stubborn. You are stubborn. You are stubborn. The Holy Spirit spoke to you. Even your current partner in marriage, you know it yourself. You know there was this thing about there was this thing about you, but you look at the outward appearance. May the Lord have mercy on you. Yeah. Whatever mistake you have made, may the mercy of God cover you. May the mercy of God speak for you. We see the mercy of God. We see the grace of God. We see the favor of God. Shout mercy! Advice. The Holy Spirit, advice. Move. She moved. Hallelujah. Pastors. We must be open to the advice of the Spirit. That is what made David great. David, when you study about David, there's one phrase that you hear about David. And David, and David sought the Lord. Go and check it. Go and check it. And David saw the Lord. It was, was always in, in, in 2 Kings chapter 7 the Philistines had come he went to the Lord and the Lord said go, you defeat them. So he, he went. By verse 5 or 6 they came again and you and I based on past experience sometimes pastors will move by past experience in ministry. It's not by past experience. It's by how God is leading you. That is why the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, the original translation of Scripture says, as many as are led by God, they are the true sons. Guidance by the Spirit shows how mature you are. Will you marry a brother who is a cripple? A cripple. Will you marry? You say, Tofiaqua. Tofiaqua. Not me. Not me. But, but, but when God is looking to give you joy, it is not about whether your husband is a cripple. It is not about whether he is rich. It is not about whether he is strong. It is not by might. It 
is not by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. May you receive the counsel of God. May you receive the advice of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit guide you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Listen, when the Holy Spirit is guiding you, most times what he tells you doesn't make sense. But you see, Christians, we want to go by what makes sense. We want to go by what makes sense. Yeah. When the Lord told me in 2005, Put your stethoscope down. My father in ministry shall back. He said, If you are really serious about serving the Lord, give away your hospital. Dash it. Dash it. Dash it. Give it free. It doesn't make sense. How many of you know it doesn't make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But it is not about what makes sense. Is it coming from the Lord? Is it coming from the Lord? If it is coming from the Lord, accept it. Because He knows you. He knows my name. He knows my avatar. He sees his that falls. And He has Knows. He knows. 
Your loin doesn't change anything. Casting all your cares upon him. Sir, he carries for you. Are you capable of house of Jesus? Sir? Yes. The Holy Spirit is a real person. He has a mind. He can give you wisdom, counsel, counsel, advice. He can give you knowledge. He is a spirit of knowledge. Go back to Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So that the Holy Spirit is a person. How many of you have a mind? If you have a mind, lift up your hand. Yeah, the Holy Spirit has a mind. What makes the Holy Spirit a person? The Holy Spirit is a person because you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. You can grieve him. You can punish him. You can even blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you can blaspheme against the Father. You can blaspheme against me because you don't blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. When you see a dog and you begin to say you are a foolish dog and all that, what does that mean to him? That a human being will react. A person will react. So the Holy Spirit is a person. This is the greatest revelation God has given. You see, because your work with the Holy Spirit is changing from today. Yeah. And tomorrow, God will be sharing with you, how do you relate to the Holy Spirit? How do you relate to the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. There are certain things that only humans do. That is done by the Holy Spirit. For example, He searches. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10. The Holy Spirit searches. He speaks. Revelation 2 7. He guides. John 16 13. He's a teacher. He's a teacher. John 14 26. First John 2 27. He intercedes. Romans 8 26. Hallelujah. He cries in our hearts to bear witness that we are the sons of God. Galatians 4 6. He witnesses about Jesus. John 15 26. He has authority to command men in their service of the law. Acts 16 6 to 10. He appoints people. As 2028. 20, he can be lied to. He can be lied to. Out of the five, three to four. Paul said, Why have you lied to the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a divine person in your life. He is the third person in the Trinity. He's the one. That has been sent to walk with you. 
When you go home today and you enter your house, tell the Holy Spirit, I know you are here. Tomorrow morning, go before the Lord and pray and say, Lord, guide me by your Spirit. Teach me what I should do. What must I do? I was writing a thesis. I was almost finished. Then my supervisor brought me a feedback. He said, You have not examined this area. And I didn't understand what he was talking about. I did not. I did not understand what he wanted for me. And I was working with my research assistant. He used to type. I would detect and then he would type. Sometimes I could detect for about six hours continuous. He would type. So I looked at him and said, Michael, what is the man asking me to do? He also didn't understand it. Then suddenly, I remembered that Jesus said he would teach you all things. So I said, Michael, let's pray. Holy Spirit, you understand what this man is asking me. Please teach me. Explain to me. You shall join. I will lie to you. It was as if I was in darkness and I've been carried into light. Within a split of a second. Within a split of a You see, because the Holy Spirit illuminates your mind with wisdom, with counsel, understanding. Hey, he teach you everything about ministry. He understands your ministry. He knows where you should go. You, you are taking the lead. You are not supposed to take the lead. You are supposed to follow. Jesus said, follow me. Have you seen a follower who is leading? That is the cause of confusion. You are leading. Within a split of a second, I understood what the man said. And I wrote and said to him, that's it. The Holy Spirit will teach you. May He bless you. May He guide you. May He lead you. Begin today to walk with Him. Hallelujah. As we are having a Holy Spirit convention, move in this revelation that in your life is God the Holy Spirit who is on earth today. He's here to guide you, to teach you, to instruct you, to help you. Do you understand? And to, and to be involved in every area of your life. And as you learn to do that, you will live a victorious life. Come your hands for Jesus and thank you. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Our service times are Early Rain Service, 6.30 to 8.15 a.m. Love and Hope Service, Local Languages Services, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Love and Faith Service, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. 
Our Vibrant View Church is also at 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Be part of our midweek impartation service this and every Tuesday from 6.15 to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For further prayer and counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.